Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. How are you today? I'm doing good. Well, today we're going to be talking about something that's right up your alley. And what's that? We're going to be talking about... Good looks? No. <laughs> no. Technos. Tech, I'm not going to say anything. Technology. We're going to be talking about... You're not going to say anything? Really? Okay, well, technology, that's up my alley. All right, we're going to be talking about technology, and in particular, we're going to focus on video games and ROMs, which we're going to get to in a minute, but let's talk for a, a second about uh, some of the new technology that's out there that you have... A brand new segment on the show, Tech Talk. It's, yeah. So what's new in the world of video games? Now, I'm well, asking you for a couple reasons. A... You are a video game player, are you not? I am an avid video gamer. That's right. B, you also are in the early stages of a video game making career, are you not? That's also true. I uh, developing, designing, to, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is this is perfect. You're right like up the, my alley. Yeah, you're the resident video game tech expert. Sure. Yeah. So lay it that's on my us. new. That's my new name. Okay. Well, I'm well, your host, Peter, and this is our resident video game tech expert. Brandon. So what's new in the world of uh, video game technology? Well, there are a couple things. Uh, I'd go as far as to say a bunch of things. There's a, a brand new device that's being advertised. It's called the Steam Deck. It is a very similar to the Switch. It's a handheld game console. It's got, you know, it looks like a Switch. However, what's different about this is it can play Steam games, which are exclusive to PC at the moment. That's streaming, right? No, it's completely downloadable, exists on the device. You download your game and you can play it wherever you want. Okay. Not only that, but you can log out of Steam if you want and play all kinds of games from the internet. Uh, reportedly, you'd be able to download other game uh, subscription services like Xbox Game Pass or Epic Games, so you could technically play Fortnite. Okay. Uh, you could download games from anywhere and play them on the device. It's a portable PC, so that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, and people are comparing it to the Switch, which is funny because there is a new Switch coming out. Rumors have been going around for months about a Switch Pro, and people really want a Switch Pro because in case you're not in the video game world, the Nintendo Switch is not too powerful. You can play some cool games on it, but not like the Battery newest life sports is horrible. games. Battery life is... I mean, I... Eh. Well, if you have the first generation Switch, the battery yeah, life is Yeah, if you have horrible. the original Switch, yeah. don't even think about it. But uh, they announced not a Pro Switch, but the Switch OLED, which no battery boost, no uh, power boost, just a bigger screen and a better screen and better kickstand. So no, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. sound worth it to me. I mean, I'm, Maybe. Right. I'm well, the kind of person who spends ridiculous you... amounts of money on stupid stuff like that. Like you have a switch? No, not the the one with the beer screen. What about what about big consoles? Any news on those? Yeah, well, PS Five. That's okay. one. Uh, they're reportedly trying to make a smaller PS Five, PS Five Slim. That would be good. I mean, it would be good because the PS Five is horribly horribly big. It's, it's massive. Huge. It looks like a an award stand statue. It totally. You no, know, when they hand it to you at the Oscars, best actor goes to you, and you get the PS Five. Yeah, it's exactly it's what got, it looks like. It, it, like Gets out there, it, horrible. Right, it flares out at yeah. the top like yeah. some kind of statue. Mm -hmm. You're right; it's like an award. That's mm -hmm. perfect description. So, I mean, it's like an yeah. art piece in your living room. You that's know what right. I mean? Two functions and unnecessary, if you ask me. Yeah. So let's hope they really fix that. Like when you that. think about your cell phone, right? That that is kind of like a 
mini computer, right? You I mean, sure. Everything. And look how tiny that is. Does the PS5 really need to be that big? It's like getting a Dundee from Dunder Mifflin. Eh. Not really. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk today about Nintendo, but we're going to focus not just on Nintendo, but on ROMs, a recent case with Nintendo. Um, we're going we're gonna to answer some questions about ROMs. So well, we should probably touch on yeah, what let's a ROM talk is about, in let's the talk first about place. That. Let's talk about a ROM. What is ROM, a ROM? Uh, R-O-M, it stands for read-only memory, and it's essentially, uh, to explain it, it's essentially, uh, in earlier games like NES and the SNES that were out on the old consoles, you could essentially download all that software. People put it onto, you know, it's ROM files. It's It's the memory in the game that, you take these downloads. You could find them on the internet. We're not advocating to do that, but you can find ROMs downloadable on the internet, and you can uh, put them into an emulator, which is a software that lets you play them, and then you play the games. So basically, you're kind of ripping the software. It's essentially like it's essentially it's pretty much, you know, in execution, no different from like a like just a software file that you can run, except you have to put it through an emulator okay. first to run it. So so. To keep it simple, you've got a game like... Um, Super Mario. Okay, so Super Mario from Nintendo. You go onto an illegal site, and I, again... Well, uh, hold on. Before you well, get there, wait a second. So this was originally a cartridge game, right? Right. So somebody has figured out a way to get the files off the cartridge game. Correct. The, so the, the memory, yes. Okay, so they take the, the digital files off of the cartridge. Mm -hmm. They convert them to a digital computer file, upload them to a site, and then people can download them and with the use of an emulator, play the game. Right. Okay. So that's that's the gist of what a ROM is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So ROMs have been around for a long time. And I think that um, the, the question that's always asked is whether or not ROMs are legal or illegal. And we're going to answer that question today. Um, but the idea of being able to buy a piece of equipment like the Steam Deck that you're talking about, right? Because that can play ROMs, can it? Yeah, so that's actually the thing. Remember how I mentioned that people wanted a Switch Pro that's more powerful than the Switch and can play, you know, old Switch games and, and modern games that are on the new consoles? The Steam Deck is interesting because, number one, it's powerful enough to play all the new games. And number two, theoretically, if it is just like a portable PC, you can download Nintendo ROMs for all their systems, and play all their games there. Yeah. So, you know, ROMs, while we don't, again, we don't advocate going to download them, they essentially, uh, they allow you to do a lot because there are uh, retro consoles that they sell now that all you do is download ROMs onto them and play them. And, you know, it's essentially like all of your favorite Nintendo games completely for free wherever you want. And okay. I mean, that's appealing. You know what I mean? Right. Of course it is. And I think that there's a lot of, of kids, but a lot of adults, too, that go and, and because you can buy these. You're saying you can buy these devices that allow you to play mm -hmm. ROMs. Give me So Steam Deck is one. Right. Give me some others real quick. There's a, there's a device called the Retroid Pocket. Okay. Uh, any phone. Any phone. Not iPhone. There's a whole lot of steps. Android phones. Android phones. Google phones. Um Apple TV, I believe, has a way to get it on There's it. also something that looked like a DS. What was that called? The the GPD. Yeah, yeah. GPD is a company that makes these handhelds. All right, so... Uh, but but even, even your systems, like PS5, you can get emulators and ROMs on that. 
you know, pretty much anything that has a screen and buttons or no buttons with like a phone, you could just put ROMs on it. Okay. So it seems that a couple things are at play here. Mm -hmm. ROMs are easy to download and access. Right. They're free. Yes. And relatively small file sizes. Okay. Depending on the game. And then there's equipment that you can purchase. And we didn't even touch on the emulators, which are software that allows you to play the ROMs. A so, whole, whole lot of things going on here. Just, just, to, just to easy, just to shorten it here. ROMs are the games. They're files. You play them using an emulator, and you can play them on any hardware. And that's, that's pretty much the short So, So you're telling me that the hardware has an emulator built into it. So essentially... No, no, no. no. What, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, you could download an emulator app on whatever. Right. So you download, like, DS emulator on your phone. And then you download Pokemon for the DS. Right, and then but you can if play you're going to do app. something like the GPD Win, you need to download an emulator onto that hardware. Right, the hardware right. being the device itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you download the emulator software and then import the ROM software. Right. Okay. So these devices are all ROM friendly. Yes. Okay. So we've got this question: Are our ROMs illegal? We've got issues where there are manufacturers creating devices that allow you to play the ROMs mm-hmm. and websites that are hosting these ROMs. And that that leads into our first story, which is how Nintendo mm-hmm. sued a ROM site and they were awarded $2.1 million for copyright infringement. Now, uh, if you don't know, Nintendo is notorious for taking down people for copyright infringement. Uh, there are people who have made songs or artwork or even video games, their own fan games based off of Nintendo platforms, and Nintendo has taken them down and sued them, given them the DMCA, and they're notorious. They're sometimes called the Nintendo Ninjas because they're they're boom. You right. something's on the internet, they take it down. Right. Well, this this lawsuit was against a company called ROM Universe, mm-hmm. and the site was shut down, and Nintendo was awarded $2.1 million in damages. So, what they did is $35,000 for each of the 49 Nintendo games found on the site, plus $400,000 in trademark damages. Right? So, right. they sued, they get this award. They also sought a permanent injunction and other things. Um, but but this is where it gets completely crazy. And we'll, we're not going to talk right this second about the illegality of that. I'm going to get to that in a second. But before, so Nintendo wins this $2.1 million against this company. Right. And now they can't even get $50 a month. Really? The company is is out of business. There's no assets. And they're they're seeking to enforce the settlement agreement, um, or, or the judgment agreement, right? The judgment afterwards. They're trying to enforce the judgment, and they can't even get fifty dollars a month from from this company. Mm-hmm. Now, the reality of it is that they probably were happy just to shut down the site, right? And that's probably why he only has to pay fifty dollars a month. That's it's right, like a permanent reminder, right? And the you know guy I mean? can't like, even look afford what you that, did. right? Yeah. And it also sends a message to everybody else out there who might think. You know, back in in the early days of the internet, when Napster was a downloadable music site, mm-hmm. and a lot of the music industry caught on to what was going on, and they started suing people. 
they kind of like found a handful of people that had downloaded and some of them even inadvertently uploaded uh, music mm-hmm. and they made an example out of them and they sued them and they, they that's a famous story yeah yeah they'd get like a hundred thousand dollars and I actually know somebody who was sued um, and they wanted like a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars from them and and it didn't really even matter that these people couldn't afford it it was really to send a message so that people knew hey we shouldn't do this and I think right. that that's what was done here to ROM Universe but it, crazy um that they would accept $50 a month in payments, which was part of the I mean, weird payment plan, knowing. I mean, they knew they were never going to get it. So I think it was send a message and, you know, get the publicity that they're getting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let's dive into the discussion about ROMs and whether or not they're illegal. So based on the fact that ROM universe was shut down, what is your take? What do you think? Well, I kind of think that ROMs are just inherently illegal. I mean, I think they're there's there's different cases to it, but I think this. Okay. If you've taken a game that is a real thing, it is made by Nintendo, for example, Super Mario, you can buy it in in any way, and then you're making a free copy of it. Even if Nintendo can't profit off the physical release anymore, it's still their property that you're now copying and distributing on your own. Which, beyond just Nintendo's not going to make money from the game because you have the ROM, that's not the purpose. It's still distributing their own intellectual property. And, you know, theoretically, let's just say you put in a inappropriate image halfway through the game somehow that pops up on the screen. Now, I'm not saying that's even possible, but let's just say then it's being distributed and you don't know, you know, some people might think, hey, did Nintendo do this? You know, it, it, right, it's even a dilution though, of the trademark because you're right, confusing. Right, right. Or just anything. You know, there's so many things. Yeah, but you're even it. getting so deep into it. The fact of the matter is, is it's that it's someone else's property and you're right. distributing it. When you buy a video game. Right. Do you own the video game? Yes. You own. Do the, you? Well, you don't own. You don't own the. You own the disc that lets you play the video game. You own a license. You're you're given a license. You mm-hmm. know when you download software or when you use software and you have to sign that like five million page licensing agreement? Yes. You're given a license to these things. You're not giving ownership of the content. You you don't own Super Mario because you buy the disc. You right. are granted from Nintendo or whoever the, the um, creator of the game is. You're, you're granted a license, so you have the rights to play and use, but you can't sell, you can't distribute. Now, I think it's different if you buy the cartridge and then you want to sell it on eBay. Typically, you know, a different story, but we're right. not talking about that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about taking a game, putting it into a digital file, and then downloading it, distributing it for free. Or even selling it, you know, in that case, it's probably worse if you're making right. money or, off of it. Of course. It, well, even these sites mm-hmm. that are offering free ROM downloads, how do you think they're making money? Because they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart because they love video games. Right. They're getting advertising revenue. They're getting Google clicks. They're getting, you know, they're, they're getting paid. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So between advertisers and Google ads and all that other stuff, you know, all those ads that pop up on the, on the site, 
you click the ads, you get money. There's affiliate links. There's all kinds of stuff. So, you know, that's why they're doing it. They, they're not doing it to help people. Right. But the fact is that ROMs are illegal because you can't take somebody else's intellectual property, especially something that you don't ever own, you want to license to, and say, I'm going to rip it from the cartridge, put it up on a website, download it, and play it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. So the answer to the question is, they're illegal. 100%, if you download ROMs, you run the risk, albeit maybe small, like, right. you know, if you've got five ROMs that you've downloaded, are you going to be you know, sought out by the Nintendo police? Probably not. Um, but who knows, right? Right. You just don't know because the idea of it is that it is illegal. You are infringing on somebody else's intellectual property rights. You're stealing. Right. And you're playing the game for free. Now, again, does anybody find out? I don't know. Would you take the chance? That's up to you. But the fact is, if you go to a lawyer and you say, is this illegal? The answer is yes. Now, there's one possible exception to this, and it's not been necessarily um, developed in in completeness. It's just mm-hmm. a theory, and it's been tested out in some courts. But if you actually own the game, so you own Super Mario. Right. And you then get a, a ROM. Right. Are you technically infringing if you already own it? And people argue that no, it's kind of like if you own, um, you know, well, back in the day, you own a record or a CD and then you put it onto a cassette or vice versa. You have a cassette and you transfer it onto a CD. You own that cassette. So by making a copy for yourself or a backup copy, that's okay. I mean, there's there's lawsuits that talk about making a backup copy of something. Right. Right. You know, it's interesting that you mention that because there's actually a device that someone created. It was a commercial device. I think it's still available. And it's marketed as uh, the legal way to get ROMs. And it's a device you plug your cartridge into and then you develop the ROM yourself. The, the system that's plugged into your computer and the cartridge gets the ROM off the cartridge and puts it onto the computer. Now, there's an argument, is that legal? If you're making your own ROMs based off of cartridges your own, is that legal? And the one well, lawyer said that you're still making a copy of something. And yeah, so but in sometimes that case, copies are okay. Right, but that's true. Right, like you're saying. And the other thing is, is Nintendo ever going to find out that as long as you don't distribute it, that you created a ROM off of a cartridge that's on your home computer, they can't scan your files, you know what I mean? No, I, I would venture to say, if I was going to bet, I would bet that you have a, a, a much, much better legal argument saying, I own this, and I wanted to make a copy of it, uh, right? But again, I'd even go as far as to say that would never you'd never come to that. Right. Because nobody would ever find out. Well, you know, Unless you go and say it, if you right. have a cartridge and make a ROM off of it, Who's going to know? You know, that's not something that's streamed to the internet. Right. It's well, file management. Nintendo doesn't know what it is. You could name it, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Any different name. It's not like nobody, anybody scans your computer to see what you have on it. Right. No, I, I don't I don't think that's an issue. Right. But I think that um, just from a legal standpoint, which mm-hmm. one's better? Downloading a ROM is illegal. Making a copy or converting something you own into a ROM probably 
legal and if not tested in your jurisdiction a pretty good argument could be made that mm-hmm. you know you, there's no infringement when you already own the rights to something and you're making a backup copy right right now that's the rom thing so we're clear roms are illegal right mm-hmm. and there's that only that potential exception if you own it already but now let's talk about the devices themselves so these devices like the steam device or the win gpd is that what is that right gpd win okay are those illegal well no they're not illegal at all why because they don't have roms on them they have emulator and and in some cases they don't even have emulators on them well wait let's let's take two things at once the devices, mm-hmm. the hardware, the physical hardware, and right. the emulators. So first let's wrap off, them both both up. Right? Are raw? No, I'm sorry. Are emulators and hardware that play ROMs are they illegal? No, uh, emulators are not illegal. Um, they are not any kind of infringed copyright. They don't have stolen property or anything like that. There's no games connected to emulators. Emulators are just apps that can run those games if you so happen to have them um and you know in that it's not it's not illegal it's totally fine to have the emulator all right well here's the answer you're right and and i'm going to tell you why you're right right okay basically there was a case in 1984 Mm -hmm. um Sony Corp of America versus Universal City Studios yes i know i know about i was just going to say yeah. Oh, but, I believe you. Uh, I was. Just, I totally you know believe you. Same wavelength over here. Uh, exactly. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming through the same microphones. Radio wavelength. Oh, it's just. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So, back when um, VHS first came out, mm-hmm. there was a competitor called Betamax, and it was a Sony product. So, I, I think the Betamax tapes were smaller than the VHS, and ultimately VHS won out the, you know, video cassette. Uh, wars and Betamax went the way of the dinosaurs. But what's interesting and important in this 1984 case, it was a federal case where um, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled a couple things. They ruled that making individual copies of complete television shows for the purposes of of, um, seeing them later wasn't illegal. Now, that's not what we're talking about, but it's an interesting fact that came out of this because... Back when this case was filed, Mm -hmm. what was happening is that VHS and Betamax video cassette recorders had just come out and become, you know, affordable for for most households. Right. And that's when people started, hey, I'm not going to be home at 8 o'clock to watch Dallas. Let me record it and I'll watch Dallas on Saturday. That's when that whole thing started. And so the argument was that this player, this Betamax player, was uh, a tool used for infringement because now you were copying a live broadcast, not, a, not necessarily live, you were, you were copying a television broadcast and then saving it for later. And they said, well, no, that's not illegal. But then this is the important fact for what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. The court ruled that the manufacturers of home video recording devices, such as Betamax or v- VCRs, were not liable for infringement. And, and basically, they're saying that the device itself, while capable of infringement, does not necessarily infringe right. on anyone's 
intellectual property rights. So the fact that you have a VCR that could infringe, the fact that the device itself is capable doesn't mean that it's infringement, doesn't mean that it is violating anybody's intellectual property rights. So going back to what you said about the emulators and the hardware, just apply the Betamax ruling. Right. And just there's a, there's a very similar similar story. Can I jump in here? Yeah. Have you heard of Bleem? Mm, is it toothpaste? No. Bleem sure? is all right. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, this is the short version of the story, but essentially these two guys created a PS1 emulator back in the days of the original PlayStation, and they called it Bleem, and it was a disc and or, or it was this software that essentially. You, you plug it into your computer or whatever, and you could play PS1 games on your computer. That was the point. PS1 games on your computer. It was just an emulator. Sony went crazy, uh, you know, sued them, obviously, but this was back in the original days of, like, the Internet and stuff. And all their, uh, all their cases were dismissed by the court except for the fact that they used PS1 imagery on their box art for Bleem. So, which is a completely different story. But... Sony couldn't really like take down Bleem for the emulation, because, right? Because right, that goes back to the original Betamax case. Mm-hmm. Just because the device the device is capable of something illegal doesn't mean that the device itself is improper or illegal. But Bleem didn't sound like they were too smart because by including the PS One logo or imagery, now of course you're violating trademark and and maybe copyright depending upon you know what was was uh taken so bad on them but it it, it's pretty well tested this idea that these devices are not illegal so you know you can have an emulator you can have a gpd win something something and you're fine the minute you go onto a site and you download a rom now, technically, you're engaged in some form of infringement and right. illegal use. So that's really the definitive explanation as to whether or not ROMs are legal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess as, as a parent, let's say you were a parent of, of teenagers. What would you have to worry about with kids downloading roms well i'd say you know the main thing you have to worry about is that they i mean it's complicated because i guess you just have to worry about them downloading roms you know it's it's or distributing them is another thing or sharing them amongst friends it beyond just downloading them right it's you know if you if your son decides oh wait this is a good idea i'm gonna put these roms on a website or some even less smart teenagers might think, let me put this on a website and then sell it. Or, and then suddenly you're in deep financial trouble from Super Mario. Yeah. I mean, that plumber is coming to collect he his gold coins. He knocks on his house. He wants his gold coins. That's right. Do, 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 do. Okay. Yeah, he does. But um, I think another factor you've got to be concerned about is BitTorrents, torrent sites. So... Yes, that's another one. Right. So here's a lot the deal. Of, a lot of the times, these uh, ROMs are not on easy-to-access sites. I know of this whole landscape, and I know that there are a ton of sites that 
easily allow you to download these ROMs. They're hosted on the website, and you could download them. However, I know of more. Like, go ahead. You can so go ahead. So a torrent site mm-hmm. is essentially, they call it a BitTorrent because the full file is not stored on one server or one computer. There are bits and pieces scattered throughout the internet on other people's, so on other people's computers. So let's say that I've got Super Mario ROM on my computer right. and you have it on yours. Mm-hmm. And we connect through a BitTorrent site. Mm -hmm. Essentially what they do is they might take a piece of my file, a piece of your file, and then they join it all together. And so the person downloading the file gets the full file, but it's being pulled from multiple sources. Now that's all well and good. The problem, the real problem, it's not well and good because you're still downloading it wrong, but the real problem is that a lot of these torrent sites, you don't even realize it but they have it set so that you upload your sharing automatically. So now you are doing more than just downloading. You're actually distributing because the BitTorrent site has you sending out your pieces of those files. Mm -hmm. And so now you've got even a larger problem. It's not, I mean, look, there's penalties, I think, for downloading ROMs. I think they're probably small. That's why Nintendo went after the company, not the individuals that downloaded it. Does that mean that somebody wouldn't go after the individuals? No, but they they know who's got or who supposedly has the deeper pockets. Uh, obviously, that one ROM site where they can't even get $50 a month. Not too deep. Very shallow pockets. Yes. They're like skinny jean pockets. But um, I think that there's a distinction once you start distributing or uploading. The same with the music industry. When people were downloading songs, right? I think that the lawyers were less inclined to go after them the minute they saw somebody uploading. That's another story because now they've got you on this, this distribution element of what you're doing. So I think um, you know parents who aren't really well-versed in ROMs, and maybe this is the first time you're hearing about a ROM, you got to keep that in mind, mm-hmm. you know, because... You wouldn't want to be sitting at your house one day and get a knock on the door because somebody has subpoenaed your internet service provider, found your IP address, and tracked the fact that you're uploading Nintendo games through your IP address. And now Donkey Kong's at your door ready for a round of Super Smash Brothers. That's exactly right. And meanwhile, you have no idea what's going on. You've right. got your head in the sand. Right. And and you know, you're like, Well, I didn't do this. This Absolutely is, right. My son was on this computer, but it's your IP address. And so that's so yeah, that's what you got to worry about. So so parents, you got to think about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think this is a really interesting discussion. Yeah. Um, not meant to scare anybody, but right, it's it's something to know. You should know. Right. I mean, so many people are like, oh well, it's not going to happen to me. Well, lots of things happen to people. You know, people don't think yeah. it happens to them. You know, how many times do you think Princess Peach thought she would be kidnapped by Bowser? You know, I'm starting to think that she likes it. You, you think know, so? No. Well, I, I think I, I she puts herself actually, in situations no, 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 where no, no, Bowser no. can kidnap her. No, 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 no. Now I'm sounding like a weirdo. There's a there was a funny fan story I once read where Princess Peach and Bowser are actually married, and she keeps getting kidnapped by him. A role to playing. have time. No, no, and she doesn't want Mario to feel bad, and so she likes. Oh. So she can't just just cut it off with Mario. She's. She, <laughs> Mario, listen. She doesn't want him to feel a, bad. I think that's a like great him. story. I like I like thinking that. That's funny. Maybe there's something about his crack, his plumber's crack. Oh, maybe that's what so it is. So funny, so funny. 
Yeah, I, I, one last thing you've got to worry about. Uh, they this- started tr- tr- uh, they started charging people money for these for these selling and distribution of ROMs in whatever in-game currency there is. So now this guy has to pay 50 rupees from Zelda, 50 bananas from Donkey Kong, and 100 rings from Sonic the Hedgehog to the headquarters. Nintendo and Sega. I really don't think that's accurate. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true. I read that somewhere. I really don't think that's accurate uh, at all. I don't know. I, I'm going to beg to differ. I think you're misleading people. I don't know about that. Well, I'll just ask Donkey Kong next time I see him. You've you've met him before, yeah, and and the little one too. Diddy Kong, Diddy Kong, <laughs> couldn't even remember his name. I'll be sure to tell Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong next time I see him. All right, you do that. You all do right. that, but don't download ROMs. Don't download ROMs. That's really the gist of it all. Don't download ROMs mm-hmm. because they you are illegal. Because you can get in trouble. You can get in trouble. So if you have copies that you're making, maybe different. But you know, that's again, we're not telling you to make copies of the games that you own either. You know, and I think it depends on how aggressive these companies become. Like you said at the beginning of the episode, Nintendo is notorious. You know, Nintendo even goes in and shuts down YouTubers who are, they were playing, right? It was like, let's play videos, right? Didn't Nintendo go in and shut those down? Yeah. So, yeah, Nintendo, they don't they don't mess around. Mm-hmm. You, you think it's all fun and games yeah. and sunshine and rainbows and, you know. Nintendo had a creators program a little while ago. Uh, and and back in my youth, uh, I I'll, I wanted to be a, a YouTuber at one point, and I played Nintendo games, and so I signed up for the creators program, and they let you put your their your their content on your YouTube channel as long as a uh, you abide by their rules, you they take some of your money, and they were notorious for like if people modded the Switch or played ROMs or that kind of thing, they'd repeal it. So you were no longer allowed to upload Nintendo content. Yeah. They got rid of that, though, I'm pretty sure. I don't think they have the thing anymore. The restrictions? So now you can be a... Well, I mean, technically. I don't I don't think they partner like that in that same way. But I, I'm sure that if they don't like what they're seeing, they'll just shut you down. So yeah, they're, they're, sure, yeah. they're notorious. Mm-hmm. They, you know, all these cute characters, but they're not going to let somebody steal their intellectual property. And I understand that. So, mm-hmm. All right, well, that's going to do it. So, uh Thanks for joining us. Make sure you know, that when we get off this uh, episode, you don't go run and download ROMs. Right, right. Because you should have learned something here. Mm-hmm. You just don't do it. Yeah. Just say no. Just say no. Just say no. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you learned something from it. Please make sure that you uh, share this uh, podcast with your friends and family. Let them know about UTL Radio. We are anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We're on iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, uh, Apple, uh, you name it, Stitcher, Spotify. If you can listen to a podcast, we're on there. Just search UTL Radio. Make sure you subscribe and leave a comment and let us know how you like the show. All right, thanks. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and stay tuned for future episodes.